It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along as we get set to kick off week four of the high school football season. We've got Marquette taking on the third ranked team, the state. We've got Westpac crossover matchups. A great night for high school football in the UP. We're going to talk with four of the five coaches around Marquette County today. We got one that's having a sick day today. So we're joined by Westwood Athletic Director John Beckman. John, I appreciate you being here. Ishbeming game day. Tell me about this rivalry for those of our listeners who may not know. Well, it, it obviously is two schools separated by a couple of miles. And all these kids, they play baseball together and they hang out together and things like that. But when it comes to Friday night football, it's us versus them. And, and, and that's that's how it's been. And I think uh, probably how it should be. Well, John, what about the uh, atmosphere out there? I mean, last year it was about eight rows deep along the track. People were packed in. It's going to be standing room only again. But what's the atmosphere like at an Ishpeming versus Westwood game? Oh, it's it's always fantastic. Hey, everybody's uh, rooting for their own thing, but you're you're talking to people that you talk to every day. I mean, we we share this community, and um, we're we're talking to people that we see all the time. And, you know, just like we want to win, and of course they want to win, the same thing is there's plenty of kids down there that I want to see do well, and there's plenty of people down there that want to see our kids do well. It it just happens to be during this game, they just want to maybe just see their own kids do well kind of thing. But um, I think that's that's what makes it great. Well, John, walking the halls during game day when you take on Ishpeming that night, does it feel a little bit different than a typical Friday? Um, you know what? It does because there, there's nerves and everybody wants to do well and everybody wants to beat your crosstown rival and um, that whole thing. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we haven't had great success against Ishpeming in, uh, you know, quite a few years. Um, we've held our own in many years, but, you know, we uh, – uh, we're looking to turn the corner in our program and uh, make sure that uh, we're uh, moving in the right direction. So, Ishpeming game tonight. You've got homecoming next week. Tell me about homecoming week at Westwood. What's going to be transpiring leading up to the Manistee game? Well, it, it's really it's a great week for kids. You know, they have their dress-up days and obviously culminates with a little assembly at the end of the week. And, um, you know, when I was coaching the team, I always told the team, you understand that. Homecoming is about a football game, right? That That's what it's about. It's about a football game. But all the other students and everybody else gets involved, and we end up with a fantastic crowd and a great atmosphere, and um, that's, just, that's just good for high school sports. Well, John, let's check in with a few other Westwood athletics going on. You've got fall sports in full swing. How about girls' tennis? You know, they're continuing to have a good year. Girls' tennis is in great shape we've got a lot of girls um they've done well and uh we're looking forward to uh mpcs next week and then the uh up finals the week after that and uh we we've had some uh great competitions and you know split with a few teams but uh for the most part we've uh won most of our contests and as as has been the tradition at westwood high school our uh our girls' tennis program is strong. What's a cross-country season looking like? You know, it's it's funny you say that, because yesterday we won the win meet, which is Westwood Ishming Nagani, um, on the girls' side. And I think that's the first time we've done that since, since uh, 2007. Um, so we had a great day in cross-country, and uh, those young ladies and, and young men are, are working hard, and and uh, doing doing their thing as well. I'm just glad to be able to offer all of these things for our uh, our student athletes to be able to be involved in because it's important to their high school uh, experience. What other events do they have coming up? Anything significant that we need to circle in the calendar? Uh, you know that we've got Westpac events coming up, and uh, obviously we run a Westpac meet and uh, MPC meet as uh, our cross country group is a little bit dual-conferenced, let's say. Um, so those are things that they're looking forward to. And then, of course, at the end in October, they're looking towards UP Finals um, as well. Well, you've got volleyball that's had a busy week so far. How about them? How are they doing? 
You know what? Volleyball is, let, let's say we're young, um, but uh, last night I witnessed a match uh, versus Western County that I, I thought our girls fought hard and uh, played really well. And uh, we, we ended up on the short end, but I was really impressed with the way their tenacity and the way they went about things. And um, that's a credit to our coaching staff and getting them ready. And, you know, we've, we've added freshman volleyball this year uh, for the first time in our, our school history. And um, that's just going to help our program grow and get better throughout the years. What events do they have coming up here in the near future? Well, again, the same thing with uh, volleyball. As we get close to the end, uh, Westwood High School does host our uh, district tournament, and uh, that is the culmination, just like uh, football wants to get in the playoffs and everything else. The district tournament is what you play for for the end of the year. So being the fact that we're able to host that and um, get uh, matches on our home floor, I think will be uh, something that our coaches and our players will look forward to. Well, John, lastly, JV football picked up a 30-0 win over Ishpeming last night. Tell me about those guys and the season they're having. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, with any uh, high school football program in the UP right now, uh, there's kids that get moved up, there's kids that come back down, there's kids that get moved up, and and things like that, and I, I know Ishming was under the same boat where they got kids that uh, need to get moved up to fulfill a varsity roster and make sure that they're bolstered and things like that. But I, I thought our JVs have been doing fantastic. They, you know, they, they they're one and three, but they've been very competitive and and in every game and and things like that. And uh, let's face it, our our schedule is not easy. Our, our schedule is difficult when you're when you're playing the Calumets and the Iron Mountains and and the Ishmings and you know you look through the history of UP football. I mean, we're we're playing the best of the best uh, every single week, and I think that just makes our kids better. John Beckman is the athletic director at Westwood High School. John, is there anything I missed? Anything else you want our listeners to be aware of for the coming week? You know what? I don't think so. I think I'm just looking forward to uh, um, our football team and, and the rest of our fall sports teams to continue down the same path and where we get better every day and um, keep putting plaques on the wall at Westwood High School. John Beckman, Westwood High School AD. I appreciate the time, John. We'll see you tonight. All right. Thank you, Tanner. Time now to talk Westwood Patriot Volleyball. We're joined by head coach Milton Braga. Coach, tell me about your season up to this point. What are you seeing out of your gals, and what do you want to see improved on? Well, uh, we had a rough start in the season because I have a very young team. I only have two seniors on the team, and uh, I had a lot of uh, freshmen. I had to move up in order to have a full squad. They've been, they've been doing okay. They've been uh, improving every game. They've been playing so far, and some days we have a great game. Sometimes we get a one that's not as one of the best one. But last night we put everything together, and we had a four-set game against West Iron County. There was a competitive all the way to the end from both sides. One team go up two points, the other one come back, and it was a battle back and forth the whole entire time. And the girls feel very good, very comfortable about how they did yesterday, I'm very comfortable with that too because they're showing that they're improving every game they play. Coach, fundamentally, what do you like about your team here in the early going? Well, we're working a lot in the fundamentals. We uh, Our basics are, are very good. Uh, skill drills are improving a lot. We still have a little bit things to work out, a couple mistakes that you make as a young team. But overall, I'd say that from the beginning of the season to now, we had a tremendous improvement. And I can see a lot of good things happen for the second part of the season now. I'm yeah. very, very, very optimistic about that. Yeah, Coach, what are some challenges, some goals maybe that you're setting in front of your team as you progress on? Well, one of the big challenges is we're not tall. We have a very short team. You know, we kind of uh, we even call ourselves 
the little minions because we are we see that we cannot hit cannot do things at least we can cause havoc to something because we don't have the heights but um, and we're gonna have a real tough task ahead of us. We got Queen coming up, Manistique, and we have the Wing Tournament, the West Pack, and uh, the only thing I like to see the team do is every time they go up on the court, they improve for the night before. And that will make me the happiest coaching in the world. Well, Coach, how about some of your lower levels? You've had the JV season going on, and you've added a freshman program. Yes, that was the first time on the Westwood history. Then we had a we have a, a freshman team. We started with uh, we start doing like like an open gym, just let the people come in. Brought to the the older girls for the varsity, and they come in and they play with us. Anybody want to come in and play? And we got lucky enough to have a little freshman team. And at the same thing, they, some of the girls learn about the game and understand how the game progresses, and uh, they're doing very well. I'm also looking forward for them, especially the, the JV, that some of them is going to move in up for the varsity next year. So I've been working once in a while with them to improve that, uh, their skill level so when they make the, the change for the varsity, they can keep the momentum going. Coach, tell me about the rest of the staff. Who else has joined you on the bench? Uh, I got a new coach, Miss Johnson. She's one of our teachers over here at the Aspen Ridge Middle School, and she was a former volleyball player, and uh, that helps a lot because she's bringing that uh, know-how about the volleyball, and uh, she's working great with the girls. The girls have a real good report with the help, and that makes my job much easier know that I have a real good supporting system on the lower level thing. Well, Coach, tell me about some events that you've got coming up. You mentioned the Gwyn match. You mentioned a few tournaments. What are some other events that people need to be aware of? Well, that's the, that's a, the, big, the big two things. We have the the uh, two great uh, big schools coming up, Gwyn. We have uh, Manistique. We have Ishpeming, Gladstone. Remember the remind the, the season? Then we have that win tournament. Then we have the West Pack. Then we also have the district. So we are hosting the district, the first round, in our facility, and also the West Pack. So give a chance for our fans to come in and cheer for the team and also see another thing that we'll be seeing in the future. So that will be very exciting things happening here in the Westwood. And the kids are excited about, I'm excited about, and I see the parents looking at them in the court, and last night was, I mean, sorry to repeat again about last night, but that was an amazing game. That was one of the most exciting games I've been part of, being here at Westwood. Milton Bragg is the head volleyball coach at Westwood High School, giving us some time here on ESPN-UP. I appreciate the time, Coach. Best of luck going forward. Let's talk again soon. Thank you very much. Let's end the Westwood segment talking with my broadcast partner for tonight's contest, high school principal Dave Bose. Homecoming week on the horizon, Dave. Tell me about homecoming week at Westwood, what it all entails. Well, you know what, it's always a really exciting time uh, for our kids uh, here in the building. We do have a lot of activities that are associated with our homecoming, um, you know, from decorating the halls to uh, decorating floats, uh, you know, trying to get the most points you can for the pep jug, uh, assembly at the end of the week, uh, you know, a powder puff uh, football game, I think, is Wednesday night of uh, homecoming week. Uh, you know, there's always a lot of activities, uh, but we always joke about that on the radio. You know, you come to one of our games, you get a lot for your $5. <laughs> well, Dave, if you could elaborate on those subjects for me, your powder puff, your pep jug. I mean, those both sound fun. Tell me a little more about them. <clears throat> well, we have uh, powder puff football. Um, is all of the uh, girls play uh, uh, basically a flag football game. You know, the freshmen will play the seniors, sophomores will play the juniors, and the winners of both of those matches play uh, for the final. And uh, a lot of the events and activities and dress-up days, uh, you can accrue points as your class, for instance, a freshman class, sophomore class, and so on. And the points leader at the end wins the uh, pep jug, you know, your your class gets their year inscribed in a pep jug that's been going around the halls here since about 1975. And, uh, you know, it's important to win homecoming still. Tell you what, Dave, uh, do you know the dress-up days yet? Do they have the calendar? 
Uh, I don't think I have them in front of me. I think they're out. I'll have to get back with you on that one, but, uh, you know, we'll certainly get them to you so you can uh, rock those styles down, down <laughs> at your job there, man. Does the principal participate in dress-up day? I think so. Usually, usually, you know, uh, depends on what I have going for that particular day. Uh, you know, I can't necessarily show up at some of my meetings uh, with uh, Day going on, um, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe getting towards the end of my career, maybe what, what would be the difference now, I guess, right? Dave Bowes is the principal of Westwood High School. He will be on the call with me tonight as Westwood takes on Ishpeming at 7 o'clock. Pre-game 640. Dave, I appreciate you taking the time. We'll look forward to a great homecoming week. We'll see you tonight at the game. You bet. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out, talk to some coaches after this in ESPN-UP. Take a look inside the world's primary nickel mine. There are only a few free tours left of the Eagle Mine and Humboldt Mill this season. Tours go through the end of September. Eagle Mine offers two different tours, a driving and walking surface tour of the mine site and a walking tour of the Humboldt Mill. Registration for each tour is required. Book your free tour online at eaglemine.com slash tours. The tours are free and they're open to people age 13 and up. Attendees under the age of 18 must be accompanied by an adult. Book your tour online, eaglemine.com slash tours. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. His team coming off a win over the Sioux to improve to one and two on the year. Well, coach, have had it almost a full week now to digest that victory, a thirty-one nothing shutout over a rival school. Get that first win in the win column. How are you guys feeling going into week four? Well, can't lie, it feels pretty good after you know two losses. Uh, anytime you can get a win, I don't care who it's against. Uh, it, it's definitely a good thing. Uh, the kids, uh, I think we said it last time, I, th- I think I told you, that even after the second Traverse City Central loss, the kids felt pretty good after that and had a great week of practice. And this week it's kind of been more of the same, which, you know, is good no matter how, you know, what, what, what your situation is. You get a good week of practice and, and you just feel good about things going forward. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned to me that you had maybe your best practice with Marquette football last week. Did you feel something similar this week? It has been. Uh, the last two days have been, you know, despite the fact uh, it's been a little warmer than usual, and, you know, unfortunately the the kids uh, with, with the weather, you know, it's great for the rest of us, but uh, when you're practicing football, not such a great thing. But uh, they've kept their attitudes high, and, and their energy level's been great, so no complaints. A third of the season down. Assess for me where you would grade your team. If you're going on a scale, do you like where your guys are at right now? I do. Uh, you know, going into it, it, it's a difficult, you know, obviously it is my first year. Um, but, you know, I've been following and, and very close with the, the varsity over the last several years. And, you know, what looking at where we're at as far as what I looked at in the beginning of the season, you know, I looked at the Traverse City schools and, and was hoping to get one of those two. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, but we responded well with the in the Sioux game and, and just played. Uh, I don't even necessarily know if it was our best football. Uh, you know, through you know each quarter, but as a game as a whole, it was definitely our best performance. And we put it all together. And, and the biggest thing is the kids finished. Uh, you know, a lot of times with high school kids, you, you get into a situation where where you're out ahead, and 
and towards the end of the game, you kind of let off a little bit and, and let another team, you know, get a score or two, but they didn't do that. And they finished the game, which is, which is a very good thing. Well, Coach, no rest for the weary because you go down to take on the number three team in the state on Friday. Tell me about this matchup coming out. How special is the Marquette-Escanaba rivalry? Well, it, 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 over the, the last several years, it's, it's been such a tight, uh, uh, you know, battle between both teams. Um, I think it's, it's kind of taken over as the game that, uh, you know, without, with Nagani gone now, um, it's kind of taken over as the game that, uh, the Marquette kids look forward to. Um, us as coaches, I mean, I'm from Escanaba, Coach Flynn's from Escanaba. It, it's a, I'd lie, be lying to you if I didn't tell you it's a little bit extra. You know, you have a lot of people, a lot of kids on that team that I know, uh, from their, their parents and whatnot. So yeah, it adds a little extra to it. And, and I'm looking forward to going there. But I, you know, in saying that too, you know, you don't want to make anything too big out of it because, uh, you know, it's just a, it's another GNC game and all the GNC schools, this is our first one, but they're all good and, and week in and week out, you got to come with your best performance. Yeah, conference play opening up this weekend. Does that force your guys to kick it into another gear or do they do so mentally? What have you? You would, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they look so much at the conference, uh, you know, kids, you know, conference now, we got four schools in it. Uh, you know, it, it's a difficult, uh, you know, thing. It's, I think they look more at the teams more than they do whether or not what conference they're in. Um, but, you know, obviously throughout the week, we, we keep bringing it up. And first conference game, obviously, the first, you know, a goal going into the season is to, you know, win your conference. And uh, the kids know from last year, you know, they tied with Escanaba uh, for the conference championship. So it, it adds a little more flavor to it, I, I, I would say, but I, I don't know how much. Well, Coach, a really fun one last year, an instant classic. You guys beat Escanaba with a walk-off two-point conversion. Tell me about this year's version of the Eskimos. What do they look like? Well, they, I'll tell you, the, the junior class that they, they have is a very talented group of kids. Uh, I'm very familiar with them. Uh, the senior class obviously is good as well. Um, they're just, they're, they're athletic. Uh, they, their team speed is very good. Um, they're not, uh, you know, they're not going to overwhelm you with size, but their team speed and their athleticism and, one of the things with the Escanaba teams that you get year in and year out is a lot of these kids uh, that are playing are re- also wrestlers. Uh, so they're they're not always the biggest kids, but they're tough as nails, and they come out and they play hard for four quarters. What have you seen on film from them so far this year to gauge a little bit of what you'll expect on Friday? Again, a lot of they like to get to the edge. Uh, they've got a lot of team speed, um, a lot of jet sweep, uh, a lot of. Uh, the quarterback is a very uh, talented kid. Um, they've got a, a kid in the, a Tyler Lawson who's uh, one of the faster kids in the UP. So any time when you're playing with that kind of speed and uh, they've got a, a young man, uh, uh, a LaMarche, that, uh, I mean, he's 6'6", and he's a receiver and a DB. So anytime you got that kind of speed and that kind of size, it presents problems, and you just got to match up and do your best. Scheme-wise, do you see a little bit of your own team in them? I do, yeah. I, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, we like to spread the ball around, get to the edges, uh, you know, as far as the, the offenses are similar, uh, and yet they're different. Um, but we, we both, our strength, I think, for both teams is our skill players, and so it, it ought to match up pretty well. And, uh, you know, that's what we've been telling the kids all week. And uh, I think they feel very confident in it. But uh, we'll find out on Friday. How about defensively, Coach? What does Escanaba bring to the table? Uh, they're a, you know, they, they've, over the years, you know, I, they've been more, in their last recent years, they're uh, a four, basically a 4-3 front. Uh, they play some cover twos, some zone defenses, similar stuff that we do as well. Um, you know, with us, you know, it's probably going to remain the same with uh, 4-3. Um, so, and again, uh, you know, the kids on defense, uh, they're linebackers and whatnot. They're not the biggest kids, but uh, they're they're very tough, and they get to the ball, and they're, they got good team speed. I, I love the kid on the inside. I've been watching him for years, uh, Hunter Larson. He's been a 
a uh, UP champ wrestler, I think, three years in a row. So that kid's in the middle, and, and again, he's just tough as nails. Do they have some pretty good depth, or do they have a lot of guys that are playing both ways? They've got a few. Uh, the way I see it, I, I only see three or four that are playing both ways. Um, but, again, they're like us where, you know, the kids may not start both ways, but a lot of kids end up playing, you know, offense and defense. So, again, a very similar to what we have going, and, and the depth, I think, comes with, you know, kids that are spelling other kids and, you know, just giving them breaks, whether it be on offense or defense. Coach, when you look at them, you know, third-ranked team in the state, does that give you something to shoot for? Is that something that the guys are – you know, not intimidated, but but they're ready to rise to that challenge. Yeah, I absolutely think that anytime you know, especially with you know nowadays with all the the uh, social media and all that kind of thing. You know, anytime you're playing a team that has uh, got any kind of uh, recognition, acknowledgement, uh, obviously you want to be or beat that team, and, and you want to you know rise to that and be them and, and get the, the acknowledgement for yourself. So I think it adds, again, um, anytime you can add something like that, it, it put a little extra into it. I know it's their homecoming, so uh, I'm hoping they're too wrapped up in their homecoming to, to maybe take a little focus off the football game. Coach, give me some keys to the game. What does your team need to do at Escanaba? I think, our again, we just do what we've been doing. Play four quarters. Uh, give us effort. Uh, you know, the other stuff, you know, we control as coaches, but the effort and enthusiasm, the kids have to come with that and it has to come internally. And I think they will. Um, the mistakes, we've been correcting those the last uh, few weeks. Our penalties have been uh, down significantly from, well, we could only go down from the first game. <laughs> so I think we've been, been able to handle that. We've got some of our blocking assignments in our gap control uh, fixed in the last few weeks. So I, I just expect our kids to continue, like I say, with their effort, uh, continue to uh, correct our our, our, uh, our scheme and our mistakes that we've been making as far as our responsibilities. And as we tell the kids every day, just do your job. Uh, do your job, and that's all we can ask for. Eric Mason is the head football coach in Marquette, his team taking on Escanaba on Friday. Appreciate the time as always, Eric. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one -on -one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Dion Brown, head football coach at Gwynn. His team getting set to take on Hancock. Well, coach, a rough start to the year three games in. What have you guys talked about in practice, trying to keep the mood going in the right direction? What's the outlook for your squad going into week four? Oh, just, just being more consistent, offense and defense. Uh, little things, read your keys, um, you know, better pursuit to the ball, um, no more arm tackles. Just a lot of little things, but you know, practice has been how it's been the first day. Everybody still coming, uh, upbeat, kids still having fun, flying around. We just got to be more consistent when we um, when we take the field. That's all. How's practice look this week? Practice look, uh, I give about a about a B average. It's been been okay. You know, a little up and down here and there. Um, a few mistakes by some sophomores. Uh, but other than that, it's been it's been it's been it's been okay. Uh, I can't complain. You said you tweaked a few position groups when I talked to you a few weeks ago. Some guys learning new spots, trying to make adjustments. Are they right. starting to figure out those roles, or you think you still got a few guys you got to move? Uh, I think they're starting to figure out those roles. Uh, like my middle linebacker is a sophomore, but he probably had about twenty tackles. Uh, my defensive lineman, the little things that that uh, we talked about was. 
don't get up the field so you get trapped. Big, strong guy. Um, and that's that's really about it. The secondary's been been okay. It's just really the D-line. The D-line has been kind of a disappointment, which I knew coming in. But, you know, hopefully we could change that. We played okay last week, but at times we didn't. So we'll see. Well, Dion, you've got Hancock this weekend. What do you know about them? Oh, man, you've been playing Hancock even before we changed to the West Pack. So it's another team that I'm familiar with, four-year starter. What, Salini kid is unbelievable, really good quarterback. The younger brother was a wide receiver last year. Now he plays uh, he plays running back. I-formation team, even though it's a new coach, um, the, the, head, the head coach now been in the system. So they're an I-formation team, offset the fullback a lot. Uh, Love to run toss, reverse, traps, um, a waggle out of that formation. You know, just little things that can beat you. You talked about the Solani brothers, the one being moved from wide receiver to running back. How's that changed his dynamic playmaking ability? Uh, gets him in, I think gets the ball into his hands more. You know, when you got an athlete that's capable of, you know, taking it to the house, you got to try to find ways to get him the ball. And I thought, I think that's a great idea. Moving the tail back and, uh, you know, and now he's got his brother handing the ball off to him. They motion him out of the backfield a lot. Um, they split him out when they go two by two. So you got to know where that kid is at, you know, on the field all the time because he's, he's dynamic. He's, he gets the ball in space. He's one of those kids that can make things happen. How about defensively? What do they look like? Uh, beast. Always been big up front. Um, not not very physical at times, you can see that. So a lot of teams, you know, especially Nagani had, you know, a lot of good running lanes last week when you watch that film. Gogeebe even had some great running lanes. Not that physical, but they fly around to the football. And that's the one thing, and you know, you see on film too, um, they'll force a lot of turnovers against Gogeebe. Nagani protected the ball pretty well, but against Gogeebe, you've seen them force a lot of turnovers. Um, so... We just can't turn the ball over. That's the one big thing that we've had, you know, very slow starts against teams. And Agani handed Hancock their first loss last yeah. week, throwing only one pass in the game. Are they a yeah. team that struggled at times with run defense? Yes, you could tell. Um, that that was the one thing that I noticed. Uh, gap assignments is, is kind of <laughs> undisciplined a little bit. But at times um, you see that they, they, do, they are physical with those linebackers. They like to blitz sometimes. Um, but as the gaps is open for you. You just got to make them pay, and Nagani did a great job of that all throughout the game. Coach, how about your senior class? Are they still optimistic they can turn this around and make it something yes. special? <laughs> yes, all three of them. <laughs> all three of them are. Yes, they are, um, and especially with Anderson. Anderson has, you know, um, always been positive kid. Um, so he's always, you know, he's saying, hey, you know, he wants to throw the ball 40 times a game. So, uh, he's always been optimistic. He he just said, "Hey, Dion, you know, we, we still in this thing. We just got to get one." And I said, "Hey, I feel you." He keeps the guys upbeat. You know, he's the senior captain, he's the spokesman for the team, and everything. So he's always been positive. That kid is just is unbelievable. Well, coach, you mentioned winning the turnover battle. Anything else that'll be a key to winning against Hancock? Oh, uh, just tackle the Salini brother out of the backfield. I, I think he's the he's the biggest key. And contain his older brother, the quarterback. So you got to stop those two guys. If you can stop those those two guys, you have a great chance of winning. And like you said, just don't turn the ball over. We cannot afford to get down, you know, sixteen nothing or you know eight nothing, something like that, because we have a hard time with coming back. Deion Brown, head football coach at Gwynn, his team taking on Hancock in Week Four. Appreciate the time as always, Deion. Best of luck. All right, thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-Bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. 
So one of the nice things about the sideline program is that we all try to abide by to a, a same day or next day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office and we try to get you in at least within the next day. And that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nini. His team, 3-0, and heading into Westwood weekend. Coach, I know this is always a fun rivalry the city of Ishpeming gets up for, but let's go back and recap week three. You had a win against Norway, a rivalry matchup. You take them down 24-14. to Tell me about this week of practice gearing up for Westwood. Well, you know this this week of this week of practice. You know we we stuck to what we uh, you know what we've said from uh, from day one. You know we're going to continue to work on uh, on on running our our base plays and uh, you know of course prepare for uh, Westwood's uh, athletes and uh, you know put the defense in that we can stop them uh, from from getting to our edge. Coach, offensively, what do you know about Westwood? Well, I know they're well coached. I know that they're, uh, you know, that they do a lot of the same things we do. Um, you know, simply because you know, Coach Sergela comes from uh, comes from the Ishpeming system. Coach Wilgenin comes from the Ishpeming system. Um, you know, they both coached here, and uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the things they work on there. Um, you know, we we do very similar. You know, so we know they're going to be well coached. We know they're going to be athletic, and uh, you know, it, it, it's just a, it's it's just a great game. Games like this, do you feel like you're kind of playing a mirror image of yourself and it comes down to who can execute it better? Uh, to a certain point, yes. Yes. I mean, you know, the difference is, uh, you know, you've got a, you know, you've got different athletes on each side of the football. Coach, how about defensively? What will Westwood bring to the table? Uh, defensively, they're going to get after us. Um, they've got some good linebackers. Um, they've got some linemen that, uh, once again, are, are coached to uh, be very disciplined. Um, you know, but the, the key there is, uh, you know, their linebacking crew. Um, you know, we've got to disrupt that linebacking, uh, um, crew and, uh, you know, you know, if we, if we can get that done, stop them from getting to our ball carrier, um, you know, we should see some success. Well, coach, let's talk about your guys. Three games in the year, undefeated, ranked fourth in the state. Tell me about where your guys are progressing. Is this about where you thought you would see your guys by now? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, we are, you know, we are what people th- thought we were going to be. We're going to have a great line. Um, you know, we were going to have, uh, you know, some, uh, backfield players that, you know, would take some time to catch up and, uh, you know, very happy with where we are with the, the progress that, uh, you know, John Corkin, Otto Swanson, Tommy Showholm, and those guys have made stepping into that role of replacing those players we lost last year. What about on the defensive side of the ball, Coach? What do you like about your guys three weeks in, and where do you want to see yourself improve? Oh, defensively, you know, we we, we have to improve with, uh, um, you know, with our pass coverage. Um, Norway nicked us. They found a, they found a little something uh, that they saw in some film or they saw in what we were doing, and they were able to nick us for some passing yardage in the uh, second quarter of last week's game. Um, you know, but defensively, um, once we make those adjustments and one, once we, we get down to business, uh, you know, we're solid. Um, you know, once again, our line play is going to be the key is, is, is controlling that line of scrimmage. Coach, as far as a litmus test goes, what do you want to see out of your guys on Friday night to say this is where we should be in week four? Well, we have to eliminate mistakes, of course. Um, you know, once again, you know, third week in a row we had a split snap where we split our backfield. Um, you know, we had some penalties that we need to eliminate, you know, just those things. Um, you know, if we can eliminate those and put four good quarters of football together, boy, I'll tell you what, we'd be in great shape. Coach, how about the rivalry with Westwood? How big of a game is this for those who may not know? Oh, this game is huge. I mean, you know, you know take into effect, take into account that, uh, you know, number one, it's two miles away. We're in the same city. Um, you know, we, we, you know, a lot of these kids play baseball together. They play different sports throughout the year together. They've, uh, you know, they've played AAU basketball together. Um, the coaches, you know, we've all coached together, be it an all-star game, being on the same staff. I mean, you know, people don't realize this, this rivalry is as big as it is. Coach, give me some keys to the game. What does your squad need to do to take care of business? Well, number one, you know, keep doing what we do, and that's control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Um, you know, number two, got to eliminate those mistakes. Um, if we eliminate those mistakes, we're a pretty good football team. George Nemi's the head football coach at Ishpeming, his team taking on Westwood in week four. Appreciate the time as always, George. We'll talk soon. 
Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani football with head coach Paul Jacobson. His team getting set to take on Hancock in week three. Well, coach, tell me about this week in practice coming off the Calumet matchup as he gets set to take on the Bulldogs. Well, you know, it's positive for sure. You know, we're coming off obviously two hard games, uh, you know, some injuries here and there. And, um, you know, I think the, the, you know, the, the, the energy in the locker room is positive. You know, we have to, uh, we can't dwell on the past or has a tendency to repeat itself. So we've been uh, real focused on what we need to do as a team to, to get, continue to get better. And um, you know, some guys are stepping up, and it's been it's been a good week of practice. Yeah, it's a new look Hancock team. What are some differences in this year's style as compared to last year with a different coaching staff? Well, last year, you know, you're dealing with a little run and gun, um, duck and chuck, as I like to call it, and uh, it was still the Solani show. You know, I think uh, the two brothers there are good athletes. Uh, Older brother obviously throws the ball pretty well, and um, that that was last year. This year, yeah, you still have the Solani show. Uh, I think uh, you know they moved uh, um, the younger brother now to, to tailback, and um, they still they're still athletic. You know, they're they bring a lot of people back from last year's team, and um, you know some uh, new new faces that coaches. But um, you know, for the most part, it's still, it's still a good Hancock team. Yeah, tell me about the Solani brothers. For those of our listeners who haven't seen them, what makes them such dynamic players? Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, and I'm trying to think of the older brother's name offhand, I can't. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, last year as a junior, threw the ball well, and he still throws the ball well. Um, very accurate. Uh, he's a bigger, mobile quarterback, very strong. Uh, younger brother, now as a junior, uh, just athletic. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, he, he tried to beat us by himself last year, catching passes from his brother, and, and, and he had to do, we had to adjust to make sure that we had him on for every play last year. Um, same thing as this year, you know, they're putting him in the backfield and, and um, you know, he's a tremendous athlete and they're giving the ball on every play and, and seeing what happens. Uh, you mentioned the elder Solani is a mobile quarterback. Is he a guy that will escape the pocket? He'll be willing to run it if need be? And if so, is that going to be a focus to contain? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. He's, he is mobile. He's very athletic. Um, and, you know, his first, obviously, you know, his line's been up up front with a distance of time to, to throw the ball down downfield, but. Yeah, he's not afraid to, to tuck it and run, and, and like I said, he's a big, strong, physical kid. Um, he's a loader to bring down once he, gets, once he gets in the open field. Is the scheme offensively any different under this coaching staff? Yes, it is, actually. Like I said, last year, they kind of throwing the ball all over the place a little bit and, you know, no huddle stuff. And this year, they're a little more controlled. I see uh, Tom Curley, the uh, retired head coach from Tech, uh, on the sideline. So I imagine he has an influence on what they're running offensively. Um, you know, it's I, you know, downhill ice and, and, and power roll and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, a little more ball controlling and, and it's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of fits our style a little bit. What kind of size do they bring to the table up front? Yeah, they, they got some good size up front. You know, they match up well with up front and, um, instead another, another week, another challenge, right? How about defensively? What do we expect from the Bulldogs? You know, they like to pack the box and bring a couple different looks at you. Um, you know, whether it's a 42 or a, or a 43, um, they'll change up the coverages a little bit, but like I said, they want to bring more people inside the box and, and, and let their let their athletes run the football. Do they put pressure on the quarterback, or are they pretty much just stay back and they play? They will. Yeah, yeah, they will at times, you know, um, depending on down and distance, obviously. But, um, you know, they bring some people off the edge and inside and some combination blitzes and that. And, um, yeah, they... Uh, but for the most part, you know, they want to they basically, you know, tie you up in the middle and, and let their athletes run the, run the football. 
Two weeks into the season, they're unscored upon. They've beaten Lance and Gogibic, and I know that may not be the ultimate litmus test in the UP, but what is it about their defense that makes them so good? Well, they had, they had several several uh, defensive touchdowns last year. I mean, like I said, they had, they're athletic, um, and I think that's their strong point is their athleticism um, in the defensive backfield and that linebacker. So, uh, you know, we have to make sure we're, we're, we're good with the ball and we're securing on the ball and um, not giving them opportunities. Coach, how about offensively? What do you guys need to do to take care of business? Make plays. You know, that was the biggest thing, make plays. You know, we uh, we had our opportunities last week to make plays and uh, come out in the second half, and it's a, it's a close ball game still, and we drive down the field, and, you know, we didn't make the plays we needed to at, at crucial times. So, you know, we need to have different people step up and, and, and you know, assume the ownership of this team and, and make plays. Well, Coach, I know you were bit by the injury bug last week. Are you starting to get some guys back, getting back to full strength again? Uh, you know, not this week. You know, not this week at all. Um, you know, we're still kind of keeping our fingers crossed for next week and a couple guys. But yeah, it's just it's one of those things that you have to deal with as a team. It's adversity, and um, you know, adversity makes you stronger as a team, I think. And um, and it's the next person. You know, we get another person um, getting an opportunity. So um, you know, like I said, we're positive and, and we're working hard. We're continuing to get better. Well, Coach, with the 0-2 start, you guys have played well at times. Do you have a quiet confidence, quiet optimism amongst your guys, knowing that everything you sent out to do is still in front of you? There's no question about it. You know, you have to. You know, with seven games remaining in our schedule, you know, we, we felt that even even now we felt that we were, you know, the better of the two teams in, in the first two games, and, and we just didn't play that way. And uh, we still feel that way, that we've got a good football club, and um, we just got to continue to, you know, improve upon what we're doing and and uh success will come paul jacobson is the head football coach at nagani his team taking on hancock in week three appreciate the time as always jake best of luck we'll talk soon all right thanks tanner Tanner Hoops with you on ESPN-UP, joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. High school football week four across the great state of Michigan and some key games coming up around the Marquette County area. So I tell you what, Ryan, starting with the Redmen, coming off their first win, and really they put four complete quarters together for the first time this year. Now they go down to Escanaba, third-ranked team in the state, and I tell you what, they're going to have to put four quarters together again. Yeah, um... I, I was impressed with Marquette. I'm glad they got their first win. Um, I haven't seen them yet this year, so I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I just, they got a tough battle with Escanaba. They're going to have to be on their best uh, pretty much from the start. I think, uh, you know, their quarterback's shown that uh, he's very capable. Uh, Marquette's got a good thing with quarterbacks. They tend to get very, very, very good ones. So I think he's going to be a factor, but... Uh, Everybody's going to have to contribute if they're going to want to knock out the Eskimos. you got two teams that almost play the same style of football. Really, there aren't many other teams in the UP that aired out as much as these two. I, I like, Frankly, I like it when um, UP teams aired out because there's so many teams up here that either operate out of the Wildcats or they're an option team and maybe throw it like maybe like five or six times over the course of a game, um, which I understand is maybe strategy up here. But it's just, you know, my hope is that some team is going to develop an air raid <laughs> of your offense and just have like five or six receivers on the field. I think that'd be great. But, uh, you know, it, it should be a more of a passing game. You have Marquette going down to Escanaba. That's going to be a really fun one. I mean, you remember last year's matchup. Marquette walks it off with a game-winning two-point conversion. What they do so well in that game that they were able to stay in that one and eventually pull off the upset. I think it's just, Marquette is a, kind of a never-give-up attitude. Um, they were in a battle with them. Craig Kamen, you know, was a great quarterback for Eski, and he ended up winning all UP dream team. But, uh, you know, they had to overcome that. But uh, they're just, they were a good team when the pressure was on. They had a good quarterback. Ethan Martis was up in tech with a great receiver. They just, they had the weapons last year to uh, overcome Escanaba. And, uh, of course, and then uh, Dave Hillier decided to go for two, and uh, it worked out. Tell you what, Ryan, a few other games around the area tonight, a few Westpac crossover battles, and it's a battle for Ishpeming tonight as Westwood takes on the Hematites at their place. This is going to be a really fun one because I know you've got 3-0 and and ranked fourth in the state against 1-2 and coming off back-to-back losses. But on paper, the numbers they've put up so far are pretty similar. Yeah, it's a lively battle. Uh, you 
Westwood, Michigan, you know, typically a close affair. Um, teams want to beat each other. Um, I think Ishmael has impressed me so far, especially with uh, overcoming Lakeland and Hubble and that victory. But uh, this is going to be a good test. Um, I haven't seen Westwood play this year, so uh, but I've heard they're you know pretty good overall. They've struggled a little with penalties and uh, maybe some young mistakes. But uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, our part timers going to be there. That's the game you to be at, so it's gonna. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun whenever those two get together in anything. The battle for Ishpeming. Take me inside that rivalry. You've been around here a lot longer than I have. I mean, people really get up for this one. Yeah, um, I would say it's like the Nagani, Ishpeming, Westwood area. They all want to beat each other. They're all pretty much, they're kind of similar size. They're next to each other. Um, they all want to, they're always physical. Um, and the weird thing is, and perhaps the interesting thing, is that a lot of the kids on both teams know each other. So there's that kind of on-field hatred and off-field, you know, I don't know, let's go to Taco Bell kind of thing. <laughs> so much, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, dynamic. But it's on the field, it's always intense, um, hard hits, um, sometimes maybe a little taunting and trash talk going on. I was on the sidelines sometimes when I hear some stuff. Always entertaining. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Um, Part of me wishes I could be there because uh, it's always a good one. I tell you what, we talked about Marquette and Eski being two teams that mirror each other. I mean, these two teams are going to be the same way. You've got two coaches that are both from the Jeff Olson coaching tree. It's pretty much just going to come down to who can execute their game plan better because they know exactly what's coming, just who can do it a little bit better. Yeah, and who's going to, you know, turnovers I think are going to play a role. Who, who makes penalties? I guess what's going to come down to who makes the fewest mistakes. You know, Westwood really struggled a couple of weeks ago when they were at Iron Mountain. The second half got away from them. They were burned by the big play. Last Friday night, it was a much-improved effort against a really good Calumet team. Two big plays decided that game, and they both went Calumet's way, but Westwood went toe-to-toe with them. Now the next step is seeing if they can do it again. To prove that wasn't a fluke, I don't believe it was. I think this team is growing up before our eyes, but they've got to do it again. I mean, they've got to, you know, play clean football and replicate that defensive effort. Yeah, they're, um, you know, what's good with that team is that they're, they tend to bounce back well if they struggle after, you know, a game. You know, the following week they tend to bring uh, their A game and they don't make the same mistakes that they, you know, had. So I, I think they're fully capable of it. I think that the fact that they're, um, you know, playing a rival, I think that there's going to be that extra motivation. And uh, it's going to be a close one. And I think it's going to come down to, again, the mistakes and penalties. You've got Gwen taking on Hancock. The Model Towners still looking for their first win. Hancock was just dealt their first loss. What about this matchup? What are we going to be watching for in this one? I'm going to be wondering which Gwen team is going to show up. I have seen Gwen play twice. Uh, they're 0-3, which is a little odd because I thought their record would be uh, significantly better. I thought they were capable of being maybe 3-0 at the start of the year. Uh, and it kind of is the... Are you going to get the high-octane Gwynn offense that's going to put up 50 points or is going to, you know, get close to 30? Or are you going to get, like, the team that struggled offensively against Manistique? It's, it's kind of a question mark. Uh, you know, I've seen Gwynn be a little more consistent in the past, but in the past that I've watched them. But uh, that's, that's the thing for me. Are you going to see it? really strong offensive performance or are you going to get one that kind of sputters? Ryan, I talked with Dion earlier today. He talked about his team struggles controlling the line of scrimmage, that defensive line. You knew they'd be young, still trying to grow into some new positions, what have you. And they're going to get tested even further because they're going up against two of the premier players in the UP with the Solani brothers. Yeah, um, when I was talking to Dion after the game on last week, he was emphasizing you got to stop those guys. So um, I've seen Gwen be capable of, you know, making stops, but they got to get that, you know, front line defense going. Uh, a lot of times you don't get much of a pass rush, and the quarterbacks are getting a long time to throw. But if they decide to run it, they can find holes. 
Um, Lake Linden did that. Uh, Bark River Harris at times did that. Uh, so they got to be able to put more pressure on the court. Well, Gwynn was held to eight points in Manistique a couple of weeks ago. Last week, at times, they had a really explosive offense, and they made it a game on a couple different occasions with Lake Linden. What is it about their offense? That, you know, it's been streaky, but when it's on, it's really good. It's, I think they have a lot of good speeds. Juan Starn, I think, is the best running back in the UP. Just his breakaway. If, if he finds an opening, he's gone. And... uh you know, I've had coaches say, you know, they don't have a, a single player in their team that can keep up with things. So as soon as if he finds a hole, you're going to have a hard time keeping up with them. Caleb Anderson struggled in the first half last week at quarterback. He was overthrowing players, making some kind of uncharacteristic plays. Um, it was kind of confusing a lot of people, you know, in the stands and in the press box because I've seen him play so well against Mark River Harris is a little weird, but uh, he came together in the second half. Uh, you know, he and David Duvall have a great, you know, pass-catch combination. Uh, David Duvall, if he gets a if he gets a pass on the ball, he usually turns it into a touchdown. It's pretty incredible. Uh, every Just about every catch I've seen him take this year has not for a touchdown. So, if Caleb can throw his ball, you know, in the air on target, to his receivers and can get some good time from his line to have some good grass protection. Um, I think, you know, he can play a good game. Well, I tell you what, Ryan, elsewhere we're going to get Manistique against Nagani, and this is a Manistique team that's not been very good for the better part of this decade, although suddenly they're not a gimme anymore. What is it about this Emerald team that's helped them turn the corner? I think from what I heard people say is that Manistique had a good JP program, and uh, you know, when those players move up to the varsity level and they were very, very capable at the level below them. I think that translates over. And, uh, you know, maybe there's some, like, rejuvenated interest in the program. Um, I know they had to cancel, you know, the last half or so of their season. So maybe there's just kids are a little more inspired this year to, um, to come out for football. It's just, it, it's, I'm, I'm happy for them. Because I don't like it when teams have to cancel half their season and they're just—they're really struggling to get players to come off. But apparently, uh, you know, kids are—you know—fighting hard this year. They were capable against Wynn, and even against Memphis, even against Ishpeming, they weren't that bad, at least in the first half. Let's talk about Nagani's side of things because they get their first win last week. Maybe not the way we thought they would. They battled some strong wins. They only passed the ball once. It's very un-Nagani-like. We know they're dealing with injury. We know they're disappointed in how they started this season. Yet they've still got a good enough group. You feel like it could be any game would be the one that jumpstarts them. Yeah, I, I think if they get a spark, um, they'll get rolling. I think if they get, well, they're playing, you know, Manistique, you know, which we talked about. It's been down for so long. And uh, if they can kind of emerge quickly against them and kind of take the Emerald out of the game early, I think that'll be the spark they can. And then they'll be two and two. And they'll be even. There's um, the season's, you know, it's starting to get a little tense for a lot of teams because, you know, if you start 0 and 3 or let's say 1 and 3, you're going to be hard pressed to try to get it going to make the playoffs. So then there's going to be a lot more pressure. I think if they can get a win this week, um, they'll be okay, and they won't have, they won't be worrying about having to win like all the rest of their teams. Oh, we know Nagani's got playmakers at the skill position. Their line has been good. Leo Helpy has looked good leading that core. Where does Nagani need to improve going forward? I think, well, obviously injuries have hit them hard, so hopefully if they can get some people healthy, that'll help. But uh, I think it's just, I think in defense, they got to get a little more pressure on the quarterback and, uh, you know, not give up a big play. Um, when I was watching um, them against Kelly and Matt, uh, Kelly and Matt saw some openings were a little more consistent with their passing game. And uh, they got even fill the holes that they needed to on defense. So I think if uh, they make some improvements there and get a little more rush on the quarterback, I think they'll be okay. Any other game that may not be in our listening area, but you're going to be, well, I know you're busy tonight with other commitments, but 
if you were in town, if you were on the clock this evening, that you'd be keeping an eye on? Um, probably like the majority, you know, the, you know, the market county schools would be primary, but uh, I want to keep an eye on Munising just because, you know, they're winless right now. I think uh, that's a little deceiving. I think they're a better team than their record shows. So I'll probably, I, you know, I try, at least on my phone, I'll try to keep track of the stuff up here. Um, but uh, I want to see, uh, you know, how Iron Mouth is doing. Um, I, you know, Marcus Johnson, you know, is back, and I think he's playing at a high level. So uh, I'll probably keep a tabs on him. Um, I would say that's probably the ones at the top, but uh, I'm always interested to see how everybody else is performing. How about this one? You've got Calumet and West Iron County. Could be a really fun one. Yeah, well, there, there you go. There's the, the school I was missing out on, you know. Calumet's undefeated. Um, I've watched them in person. They're very good. Um, they can just they move the ball well. They're good on defense. They can make fourth down stops. Um, they're a very balanced team. And uh, West Iron's been a, you know, a pretty consistent program on football, you know, with football. So, um, it kind of depends on what Wycott's team is going to show up, but uh, if uh, if West Iron shaky at the start, uh, Kelly Mack can put it away pretty easy. They did that way against the Ghani, and uh, they're capable of doing that. I think Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal joins us on the ESPN-UP phone line talk a little high school football. I appreciate you, Ryan. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Minnesota. I will do the best I can. <laughs> That is it for us on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a great time at your game tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the Saturday Morning Coaches Show, plus the Marquette County Superior Family Chiropractic and Wellness Player of the Week. That's tomorrow, 9 a.m. here on ESPN-UP. I'm Tanner Hoops. We'll see you tonight for Patriot Football.